Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We don't need a name. We're a team. Your, your name is team. You're on a tight leash too, bro. Wayne Haskins. Mr. Glass Carson Wentz and his offense. Prime time. Damn. Yeah, I love your optimism. I had to get a tall boy for the event. The New York football giants. Deep sleep. Deep, bro. Al Michaels is showing up to work. Nate Solder, get your ass in the building. <laughs> Dude, you should see B. Wills' face right now. He's so giddy. Appreciate being a part of your show, guys. Yes, sir. That was as great as I thought it could be. <laughs> Welcome back to the NFC East Feast. We are here with a very special 2021 NFL draft edition for you guys. George, I could not be more excited. How you doing, partner? So excited, brother. It's been a while to see you on the mic in Look who it is right next to you. Oh, is could that boy CT is in the house? NFL draft extraordinaire. The the dude's been in the draft for a while. He's been focused more on the draft than than the playoffs and the Super Bowl. He is a Tennessee Titan fan. Hello, CT. How are we doing today? What's up, fellas? I appreciate you having me. Yeah, I'm a I'm a draft guy because the Titans were so trash for so long, but <laughs> we've made a bounce back. But that's how I got started, just looking up teams, trying to buy into the hope that the NFL sells, you know? Well, you are well, the man of the hour, my friend. Um, if it wasn't for you, it would it'd just be George and I spewing um, bias, completely one-sided facts about these guys we hope we, we would pick. But we had to bring someone um, from a non-biased perspective who has extreme knowledge. You are our... Todd McShay, our Daniel Jeremiah, our Bucky Brooks. Insert any NFL draft expert you got. That is what you are to us, my friend. We're so excited to have you. And CT has been a fan of the draft and been studying the draft way before the draft was cool. But he's been studying it since I don't even know how long, CT. How long have you been? I mean, how long have the Titans been bad? I guess I'll go give you that. I don't know. (laughs) A a long time. (laughs) A long, long time. No, Once YouTube started putting on like highlights and stuff like that, that's when I started getting into it. So gotcha. it's been a while, though. I mean, I think back to when the Tennessee Titans drafted um, some kid out of East Carolina who ran a four two four, Mister Chris Johnson. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. so that's that's how long CT's been in this. So, uh, so we are uh, we are absolutely thrilled to have you tonight. And um, I mean, I, I'm excited. This is going to be a big draft. Not just, I mean, this has been crazy. We've already had the San Francisco 49ers trade up to number three. We've had um, the Eagles um, give. Miami, their number six pick. Now the Eagles are at 12. So the way this sets up, guys, is really exciting, um, not only for um, the NFC East, but for the whole league. But for us, the Dallas Cowboys pick 10 in the first round. New York Giants pick 11. Philadelphia Eagles pick 12. So round one, we're going back to back to back. Then again in round three, we got the Washington football team going 74. Dallas Cowboys going 75. And New York football Giants going 76. So you remember I've told a story on this podcast before a few years ago. Uh, Jerry Jones had the name Dallas Goddard written on a card. The Cowboys were ready to draft a kid named Dallas. And the Philadelphia Eagles traded ahead of them just to take Dallas Goddard to spite us. think something might, like that might happen this year. But 
this is a big draft and um, it's a big pot. I'm excited. Let's go. CT's done his homework. Um, he's looked at all of these rosters and let's be honest, guys. Um, they're all not pretty rosters. And but but he uh, he has put in some time to uh, to do some homework and and find true fits for each team. So we're not just throwing shit at the fan here. This has all been well thought out. And man, I'm hoping personally for my Dallas Cowboys after this draft. We need defense. That's that's no secret. Um, we need secondary help. We need uh, we need bodies on the defensive line, and we need some guys on the offensive line too. Um, I the offensive- say you guys do not lack optimism, though. I'll say that. Oh, oh, you know that every year, every <laughs> year, my friend. Go ahead, bro. I'm ready to go. Let's you ready to this, go, dude? Let's all right. Let's go. This. NFC East feast 2021 NFL mock draft. I believe the first pick might be in. With the 10th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, my Dallas Cowboys select. Patrick Sertan, cornerback, Alabama. So what I like about him, it's definitely a scheme fit. A lot of cover three when you bring in Dan Quinn. And Patrick Sertan's got calm feet and he wins at the line of scrimmage. So you got to think a lot of press, cover three, cover one. You got to win at the line of scrimmage. He's also got a lot of experience playing the SEC. You know, there's a lot of guys who've came out of that division or that conference over the years and practicing against Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, the guy's experience, his dad's uh, highly known uh, corner that played in the league long time for the Miami Dolphins. So I Miami think Dolphins. Patrick Sertan. Right. Yep. Definitely going to be a, he could be a lock as a potential Pro Bowl player for the next few years. I have a smile ear to ear right now. You guys can see. I love this pick. It's been by far the most mocked pick. If you turn on NFL Network right now, I guarantee you'll see Daniel Jeremiah, Bucky Brooks. Most of these boys are going to agree with CT on this. We drafted Trayvon Diggs at the top of the second round last year, although he had a rough start. Um, he had a pretty decent grade at the end of the year. Trayvon Diggs was Patrick Sertan's teammate at Alabama. So the prospects of the two of them returning as teammates and being the potential starting cornerbacks for my Dallas Cowboys – I love this. I love this, George. You got Scary Terry. You got Curtis Samuel. I think if I got Patrick Sertan and I got Trayvon Diggs and Anthony Brown the slot, I feel pretty good going up against you guys. I'm going to be honest. Ain't nobody nobody worried about Trayvon Diggs. (laughs) Um, But, uh, no, I will say Patrick Sertan, very good man-to-man corner. So good, in fact, that I questioned that he'll make it to the number 10 pick. Mm, I mean, I think Detroit, Carolina, Denver, all could use Patrick Santan out there. So if you're lucky enough to get him, by all means, great pick to the Dallas Cowboys. Excellent. CT, one more before we move on. Um, a lot of people, including the great Colin Cowherd, did hit a mock draft today. He had my Dallas Cowboys selecting J.C. Horn. Another, it's kind of crazy. J.C. Horn, his dad played in the NFL. Patrick Sertan Jr.'s dad played in the NFL. Um, Sir, uh, Horn is a cornerback from South Carolina. What what makes you think that Sertan is a better fit for my secondary other than J.C. Horn? I think they're both going to be good players. I Again, I, the, the scheme fit for Patrick Sertan is, is better than what J.C. Horn. J.C. Horn would play better in a strictly man-to-man defense where you're bringing a lot of pressure doing a lot of blitzing dallas is not going to do that this year they're gonna use their pass rush which they don't have one but they'll try (laughs) to generate pressure but jc horn would definitely fit in a more man-to-man heavy scheme system i'd say more of like a 
the Giants could be a team. You could say Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, Belichick's defense always has a lot of good man-to-man right. corners where you want to bring a lot of pressure. you got to play on an island. But I could see him fitting in there. He struggles an off-man. Uh, sometimes he gets beat on go routes and things like that just because he seems a little bit more hyper aggressive whereas Sertan like I said earlier he's got the calm feet in his back pedal he opens up he gets his hips turned and he can track the ball a lot better okay fair enough well the New York Giants have the very next pick and guys the pick is in and with the 11th pick in the 2021 NFL draft the New York Giants select Micah Parsons, linebacker, Penn State. So if you you guys have watched any ESPN, NFL Network, any of that stuff, Micah Parsons blew up the combine. Ran a 4-3. He's a linebacker, 240 pounds. He's getting a comp to Devin White for the Bucks. Mm. He's got sideline to sideline speed. He can rush the quarterback. Weakness might be his coverage ability. He's got some off-field issues at Penn State. I guess he was like hazing a bunch of you know, freshmen and stuff like that. But Penn State's not, you know. Well, let's just say worse things have happened at the university. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> but Micah Parsons, he's a playmaker. And when you watch him and you t- turn on the tape, he he's all over the field. He played defensive end in high school, and they moved him to linebacker when he got to Penn State. So he's definitely got that versatility, which I think fits what Joe Judge wants in his defense is a versatile guy who plays fast, plays aggressive, and you can line him up on different situations on third down and try to get the most out of his ability. Well, let me be honest. The prospect of Micah Parsons lining up for the New York Giants next year terrifies me. They already have an elite secondary with Jabril Peppers, James Bradbury. They brought in a Dory Jackson from CT's very own Tennessee Titans. They got Leonard Williams up front with Dexter Lawrence. They already have Blake Martinez, a tackling machine. The, just the fact that, that they could get Micah Parsons, if he falls to 11, I feel like this Giants defense is top five in the NFL bar none. I, I, I couldn't agree more. Mike is a stud. He's a thumper. Sideline and sideline guy. I will question a little bit his coverage skills. Only four pass breakups in the last two years with Penn State. It's curious a little bit about that. A little bit of off-field issues, but Micah is a stud. Total athlete. Can't go wrong with that pick. Absolutely. For sure. And I question oh. anyone. Uh, go ahead. No, no. I, I just want to ask CT on that. Like, Do you question Micah's um, cover skills? I do. I think the four pass breakups comes from a lot of times on third down, you'd see him blitz. Uh, They like to line him up. You will see another, you know, foreshadowing. There's another player in this mock draft to rush the quarterback for Penn State. They line them up on the same side and try to generate pressure, create a mismatch. If the pick isn't Micah Parsons, like I said, you could see a corner. Um, I think New York says they're all in on Daniel Jones. So you could get, a receiver. We know there's a cop crop of receivers early in the draft, or they could go tackle and just try to make sure that they keep him upright. But Joe Judge wants to play a physical style, and he comes from that New England tree. And this is definitely a New England style player in Micah Parsons. Yeah, I've actually I've actually seen Micah mocked a few times to fall to New England. I do not think that will happen. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't even fall to the Giants. I, I hope he gets drafted before them. But um, m- the majority of the experts um, have Micah Parsons as the number one defensive player in this draft. So if the Giants get him, kudos to um, to Dave Gettleman, Joe Judge, and the entire franchise because he is a difference maker. 
And um, the very next pick is also in the NFC East, and that is number 12 to the Philadelphia Eagles. And the Eagles pick is in the first pick in the Nick Sirianni coaching era. And with the 12th pick in the 2021 NFL draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select. Devontae Smith, wide receiver out of Alabama. So Devontae Smith, everybody knows him by now, won the Heisman. He was cooking DBs all year. He saw the national championship. I think he broke his thumb, tried to play through it a little bit. When Jalen Waddle got hurt early in the year, Devontae blew up. Screens, downfield throws, RPOs, you name it, Devontae Smith did it. He's got a thin frame, only weighs 166 pounds, which is very small for a wide receiver. In the same, size is, uh, same size as Barack Obama, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or Brian Wills, either way. <laughs> That's good. That's good research, George. By the way, but his route running is is something different. We saw Jerry Judy come out last year, and he had that route running ability as well. And it's it's very impressive. But the thin frame definitely concerns me. But everything in Philly concerns me. As an Eagles fan, <laughs> Devontae Smith is not going to save your franchise. They are honestly the hardest team for me to figure out picks for. Do you roll with Jalen Hurts? Are you going to surprise everybody and trade up for a quarterback? Are you going to hope that one falls and have a quarterback competition? I saw on NFL Network that they're doing rock, paper, scissors with their prospects that they're interviewing to see if they're competitive. Well, I don't know. Philly might be the dumpster fire for a few more years, no matter if they get Devontae Smith. Um, CTL, I'm going to echo your sentiments on this one. I mean, the kid won the Heisman Trophy. Um, a lot of comp to uh, to him is going to be a longtime Philadelphia Eagle and a guy that I am sad and is not in the division anymore, uh, Deshaun Jackson. They both weigh um, only about 165 pounds. And um, George and CT, with all due respect, I would call you guys thick boys. That's thick with three C's. And Devontae Smith has more of my body uh, type. And... Um, I don't know if you guys knew this. When people like me and Devontae step on the scale, uh, most people see three numbers. We actually see three letters, and those letters are E-A-T, because me and Devontae both need to put on some pounds, but I do not think that's going to limit him to the next level. I I think Devontae Smith, if you put him in that Eagles offense with Jalen Hurts, with the tight end and uh, Dallas Goddard, Jalen Rager, Travis Fulgham, I think it's a nice piece for them. Don't think it changes their franchise, but to get the Heisman Trophy winner at number 12, I'm, I'm not mad at it. George, what do you think? Bro, I honestly am super high on Devontae. Wow. Like extremely high on Devontae. Like if you really watch him, bro, he looks like it's one of those guys that he looks like he's jogging and everybody's sprinting, but he's just moving past him. Like he's one of those guys. And there's not a lot of guys like that anywhere, including the NFL. So I'm really high on Devontae. Um, surprised you're not more high since your favorite player is Deshaun Jackson, Brian. Uh, but, <laughs> but we'll say he is a Bama receiver, Julio Jones, obvious stud. A lot of people question some athletes out of Bama because the system is so good. Uh, you know, obviously O-line is, is great. Uh, but one of those guys that uh, it reminds me of a dude I used to cover on a seven on seven camp CT and he was like five, nine dude, but I could not touch him off the line of scrimmage and people just can't do it. Even if they want to man up, he will shake you. He's too quick. I can't wait to see him in the league, and I think he'll still do his thing with Philly. Oh, yeah. I definitely feel like Devontae Smith, His you hear in draft talk a ceiling and a floor. Ceiling is, and they're going to say a ceiling, he's going to be a top five receiver in the league. Well, that's bullshit. That, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I'd rather hear about a floor. 
the floor, the the least that you're going to get out of Devontae Smith is a 90 to 100 catch year every single year, year after year, even if it's Jalen Hurts, even if it's a rookie or a backup or whatever. The guy's going to get open. The guy's going to catch balls. He's going to move the chains. And sometimes that's all you really want out of your receiver. You can get the gadget guy. You can get the big slot or the small slot. Devontae Smith, line him up, get him the ball. He's going to make stuff happen. But easy gas, easy strides. He gets past people, and he's very elusive. And he does take some hits. He can go up. You watch the national championship game before he got hurt. He climbed the ladder to get a bad throw, but takes a shot at the same time. Just because he's got the thin frame doesn't mean he's not durable. He's played like that his whole life. And if you're playing in the SEC, you're taking some shots. So Devontae Smith, I'm with you, George. I'm, I'm really high on him. I'm higher on him than any receiver in the draft this year by far. So you, you would rank Devontae Smith over his Alabama teammate, Jalen Waddell? I would rank him over Jalen Waddle. I would put him over Jamar Chase. Wow. I'm a big Jamar Chase fan. That, that's, a, that's a bold statement. Um, before we move on um, to the final pick of the first round, I got to touch on something that CT uh, made light of earlier. Um, Nick Sirianni, guys, if you don't know this, the Philadelphia Eagles head coach was playing rock, paper, scissors at, at, at these prospects pro days. And there's actually footage when he tells the camera this. Howie Roseman, the Philadelphia Eagles GM, is behind him and just buries his face in his palm when he says it. And it's, it's not looking good. It's been a rough start for Nick, but we could all be proven wrong. You never know. But the team that won the division usually gets the last pick, and that's the Washington football team. And with the 19th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Washington football team selects. Christian Dersaw, offensive tackle, Virginia Tech. George, I'm going to ask you this. Do you honestly think Washington's going to stay put, or do you think they're going to try to go get a quarterback? I honestly hope we stay put. I don't want to give up too much for one of those quarterbacks. I understand that Trey Lance is out there. A lot of people are, are putting Washington's in the same uh, breath as Trey Lance and, and to reach out to, to Trey. But honestly, I'm cool with that pick. I love the pick, actually. Um, you know, with Sadiq Charles, who we drafted last year, didn't really pan out, got hurt pretty quick. Probably going to move to guard. We still don't really have a tackle. Morgan Moses, um, obviously there now, but he's getting older. So I, I do love the pick, but I'd love to hear what you think about it. I like the pick. I think it makes sense if you're going to possibly play the long ball approach with the quarterback position. Well, let's just build up on our offensive line. You guys already built up the defensive line. Sometimes that's all you really need on a football team. Be solid up front. Uh, we played ball long enough that, you know, if, if you can win up front on both sides of the ball, you're going to win ball games. But Christian Darisol has got a ton of playing experience. He's got a huge frame. He's got good power. He's light on his feet. He's good out in space. I've seen him get out on screens, get downfield, throw blocks. He plays high at times, but that's something that can easily be coached. Uh, as you get stronger, as you get older, you kind of develop those muscles and things like that to get better at that technique. But I, I do, and I do believe that that you guys are going to move up and go and go get oh, trade wow. lands. Whoa! I would love it. I would love it. Hey, I wish you put that in the draft, bro. You should have done it. But uh, I, I do like the pick because he is a homer guy, right? You know, there's a lot of guys from VTech on the squad, um, on the Washington team, and with Fuller, with Stroman, with Tim Settle, they do have a lot of guys. They do like to to get homers. Um, so I do like the pick. If we don't move up. 
I love it, actually. It's not sexy by all means. Nobody likes to draft. Let's be real. Nobody likes to draft an offensive lineman in the first round. It's I not sexy. Yes, but we're smart. You know, we know it's just, you know, B. Wills, let's say B. Wills doesn't want to. You know, Cowboys, I, Cowboys fans do not. I hated when we went back to back to back in drafts. We drafted um, some guy named Tyron Smith. Then we drafted some center named Travis Frederick. Then we drafted some guard named Zach Martin. And two studs. years later, DeMarco yep. Murray rushed for 1,800 yards, and uh, Des Bryant did catch it in Green Bay. And I, I, the Dallas Cowboys, that's the best Dallas Cowboys team. Shout out to Tony Romo I've seen sometimes. So so shouts out to the old lineman in the first round. I love it. And that actually wraps up the first round. So we are going to move to the second round, where the first pick on the NFC East in the second round will be number 37, which is the Philadelphia Eagles. And with the 37th pick in the 2021 NFL draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select Kelvin Joseph, cornerback out of Kentucky. So Kelvin Joseph's a long corner. Reminds me of Darius Slay a little bit. He's got good speed, good athleticism. He's got definitely above average ball skills. He plays the 50-50 ball really well. Mm. I'm not going to get too much into the negatives and the positives throughout the rest of the draft, but he did transfer from LSU. And if you know one thing about LSU, they know how to go find man-to-man corners and they usually transition into the NFL. So Kelvin Joseph's got a lot of upside. He's a little bit raw, though. He's a little bit... uh, I'd say lazy at times with his route recognition and stuff like that. But I think you patch him up with Darius Slay. You got a little combo there at corner. I like, I like Kelvin. This. I like Kelvin. You know, I saw an interview actually before we hopped on the pod. He ran a four three four forty in the fast. combine. And he said he ran it a four two eight on the pro day. He said that. And he's like, yeah, I was moving, moving on that one. So I do like Kelvin Joseph. Uh, again, I agree with CT. He is a bit raw. He does seem raw. Uh, let's see if they can coach him up and make something out of him, man. He, he definitely has the athleticism for it. I think this is a good pick if the Philadelphia Eagles decide to go with Kelvin Joseph or any other cornerback um, at any point in this draft. It, look at the division. George, you guys just signed Curtis Samuel. You have Terry McLaurin. The New York Giants made a big splash signing Kenny Galladay. They still have um, Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton. My Dallas Cowboys, the three-headed monster of Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and C.D. Lamb. Six times a year, the Eagles are going to go against an elite group of wide receivers. So for them to get a cornerback, I think that's good. I, I heard this is a cornerback-rich uh, draft, so I do believe they, they will strike at some point and get a corner. But let's move on to pick number 42. And that will be the New York football Giants. And with the 42nd pick in the 2021 NFL draft, the New York Giants select Jason Owe, defensive end out of Penn State. So you got another Nittany Lion coming off the board. Jason Owe, kind of similar to his teammate Micah Parsons, blew up at his pro day. He's a 250-pound defensive end who ran a high 4-3. So that's pretty impressive number for a player like that. I yeah. do think he, uh, he he has a little bit of raw, untapped potential. He didn't have a sack last year. Mm. But when you watch him in the run game, when you run those outside zones as a backside defensive end, he's going to walk down that play, and he makes a lot of stops like that. Also generates a lot of pressure, just never really made it home sacking the quarterback last year. But probably the reason why he will fall into the second round, 
just not a lot of stats that fill up that make you think he's that game-changing defensive end. Yeah, I think backside pressure is a must in the NFC East. I will say that. There's a lot of counters out there. A lot of things kind of get dragged on a little bit. And if he's fast like that, he definitely will get to uh, the running back. I did see that the man is a bit stiff, though. <laughs> um, he does look stiff in linebacker drills, says one of the defensive coordinators at the pro day. Um, definitely doesn't look uh, to be very flexible. So I think that will... Uh, catch up to him maybe not this year maybe not next but the next five years so i'm sure that the coaches have been thawing, are thinking about that i mean the new york giants they do have joe judge they have patrick Graham, a defensive coordinator so if he does land here i believe they can coach this this uh this man up uh ct i think it's very interesting um that you have the giants taking both micah parsons and jason Owe going penn state heavy um i have to be honest i never heard the name jason Owe until the Penn State Pro Day. I tuned in NFL Network that day just to see the numbers that I knew Micah Parsons was going to put up. But all of a sudden, I heard about this other guy that was putting up some Herculean numbers at, the, at this uh, Pro Day as well, and that was Jason Noe. And despite his uh, numbers being subpar last year at Penn State, um, just the measurables on this guy are impressive. And we've already talked about it. If you add this guy um, t- to that list of uh, Leonard Big Cat Williams and uh, Dexter Lawrence in the defensive line, then you've got Parsons and Blake Martinez, the linebacker. Do this defense, George? Like, no offense, but they—I would put them in the same breath as Washington football. If they, if they, if they nail this draft, Giants and Washington's defense is nasty, bro. So, I mean, this, this could be a, a rough go for these offenses of the NFC East. Something to keep in mind: you're, if you don't get the sacks, that's great. When you generate the pressure, if you have other talent on the team, they'll come and clean it up. Think Jadavian Clowney. A lot of times that guy doesn't record the most sacks, but he is disruptive. And sometimes that's all you need to get the quarterback off rhythm or make the running back cut it back inside when he's supposed to bounce it outside. But you're there to generate that that disruption. So Jason always got a lot of untapped potential. And in some mock drafts, you'll see him going in the first round. And I think that Jerry Jones just handed the envelope in. He sure did. And with the 44th pick in the NFL draft, the Dallas Cowboys select. Sam Cosme, offensive tackle, University of Texas. So probably one of my favorite prospects in the draft. The guy's tough. He's durable. He's never missed a start in his college career. Very good athlete. Had some really good numbers at the combine for an offensive lineman. Uh, sometimes he uses that athleticism, though, and doesn't use his technique. I think that's probably his his biggest flaw. But working with those guys in front of him on the Cowboys line, he'll definitely learn a few things. I can see this panning out as a very good future pick for the Dallas Cowboys. Hook em horns. I mean, if you if you can get a guy from UT, keep him in the Lone Star State. I love this. Um, all words out of Cowboys camp is that Tyron Smith is expected to be more healthy this year than he has the past few years due to a couple of cleanup surgeries he has. So I'm, I'm fully expecting and I'm not expecting, I should say hoping that Tyron can uh, play a full 16, should I say 17 games this year. Um, and obviously um, we will have Lyle Collins back at right tackle. But should one of those guys go down, or as in last year, both of them went down, if we can get a kid like Cosme to come in, learn under Tyron and Lyle Collins, I'm, I think this is a good pick. It is. Um, I wouldn't be mad if if uh, Rashawn Slater or Panay Sewell, um, two of the best tackles in this draft, we took them in the first round. So if we get a left tackle in the second round, I'm happy about this. George, what do you think? I'm super high on my man Samuel, bro. <laughs> Sam, I am, dude. I'm telling you, I like the guy. He plays left and right tackle. CT just told me he plays. He, oh wait, he hasn't missed a start. That's huge. 
I've heard that he doesn't have the best strength and he's more of a shield blocker at the point of impact, but the guy can definitely get around a little bit from your boy that from Delhi's team, the te- shout out to Delhi. He's a Texas fan. Yes, um, he is. The guy, I, I've even heard him rumored to possibly be taken at 24 from the Steelers. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So, I mean, the guy's a, a, a great offensive lineman and uh, I think it'd be a great pick for you guys to do. Well, I will have my fingers crossed. If the draft gods are on my side and he happens to slip to 44, that's a good pick, Jerry and Steven Jones. So I hope you're listening to the NFC East Feast right now. And uh, we are going to finish up the uh, second round with the Washington football team. I believe the pick is in. And with the 51st pick in the 2021 NFL draft, the Washington football team selects... Jabril Cox, linebacker, LSU. Now, George, I'm a big fan of this guy. I'm a big fan of Jabril Cox. He transferred from North Dakota State, so he's a small school guy. Did not have a lot of offers coming out of high school and shows up to LSU, fills right in as a starter. That's impressive when you go from playing guys at North Dakota State to hop into the SEC and you make the roster as a starter. That's impressive. Great cover guy. He's going to be a will linebacker. I would almost think he's plug and play. When you can get a plug and play guy in the second round, that's when you know you hit. Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely need a backer. Long, athletic. Previously, like you said, with North Dakota State. Actually came out of high school as a dual threat quarterback, so you know he's an athlete. Um, But, no, the guy can cover. We definitely need a cover guy with the running backs in the NFC East. He will fit right in with Holcomb. He'll run sideline to sideline. I love this pick, CT. And I've heard somebody else loves this pick, B. Wills. Yeah, if, if I had to uh, to say so, I think Jabril Cox might be a steal of the second round. Steal of the week. So um, you guys are about to hear a familiar voice, friend of the pod. We're so happy to have him join us on the NFL Draft Special, Mr. Jay Lutz. NFC East Feast, boys. Steal the draft. Uh, this is your boy, Jay Lutz. Uh, Brian, you reached out to me earlier in the week and uh, asked if I would jump on here for you guys. And So if you didn't already know, it's your boy, Jay Lutz. I love how he's going to announce his name. I just think that's funny. But he's back. Give me uh, or give them three steals of the draft. So I got a round one steal. I got a round two steal. And I got a round three steal. Now, no telling, you know. If my round two steal could go in the first round, if my round two steal can go in the third round, my round three steal could go in the fourth or later. I mean, we just don't know how these teams evaluate some of these guys. So I'll do my best to, you know, give you guys three names that I feel like should go in these respective rounds. All right. Um, So let's start with my round one steal. I like the gentleman, Mr. Rashad Bateman, junior wide receiver out of Minnesota. He's 6'1", 210. So he offers an impressive blend of route running. He's got tremendous ball skills. He's got competitive toughness. Uh, Minnesota actually utilized him on a lot of uh, in-breaking patterns, but I feel like he shouldn't be pegged as just a zone beater or a slot target. I could see him playing on the outside. Um, He has great ability to... to, uh, How should I say it? Um... He's got a great ability to track the football and win at the uh, the point of catch. I mean, when he can go up and get it. I mean, these corners, you got to be pretty aggressive against him. He, he goes out and he gets the ball. I mean, from what I've watched. 
uh, even though he's not a true burner, I feel like he, you know, he's got smooth breaks and he's got easy acceleration off the line of scrimmage. He does a lot of little things well, in my opinion. Um, he should have an impact at the pro level and a uh, Pro Bowl potential. I was actually texting Mr. Hamilton earlier today, and he was asking if I was doing some steals, and I said that you know I already had the Titans, you know, first round steal, and I feel like he could be a good fit for the Titans, you know. CT, a little off topic, but but if if your Tennessee Titans were to land Rashad Bateman in the first round, how would you feel about that? Oh, I'd love it. I'd love it. You match him up with AJ Brown, uh, Rashad Bateman. He's played in the slot. He's played outside. He goes and gets the ball. He's great after the catch. Had a decent forty time. Some people said it was a low four five. Some people had him at a high four nine, but. I don't really look at 40 times with receivers like that. I, I look at how do you how do you run with a pair of pads and a helmet and a ball in your hand? Would you that football speed, that play speed? Rashad Bateman gets open. He's very good at in and out of his breaks, sinks his hips. He's done everything for the Golden Gophers, and it, he could be. It's hard to say someone's going to be a steal in the first round, but if you look at Justin Jefferson last year, all the receivers Stud. that went ahead of him in the first round, and then the Minnesota Vikings pick him up in the late 20s, the guy was a stud. The guy was a stud, and he killed it this year. So, yeah, you could classify that as a steal. Yeah, shout-out to the Philadelphia Eagles for drafting Jalen Rager ahead of, of uh, Justin Jefferson. But let's uh, let Jay Let's continue on his steals. Um, with Corey Davis gone, Johnny Smith gone, I feel like they're looking for a weapon that can that can do what he does. So I like Rashad Bateman in the um, middle, back end of the first round, and I think he could be a steal. Um, round two steal. I like Jabril Cox. He's a senior linebacker at LSU. 6'3", 233 pounds, pure speed. Um, Cox was a three-year starter at North Dakota State, where he was outstanding, in my opinion. He, um, I looked at some of his accolades. He's actually with Missouri Valley, Missouri Valley, Valley uh, Conference Freshman of the Year in 2017. He was the Defensive Player of the Year in 2018. And he's a two-time FSC All-American. Obviously, he played his senior year at LSU last season. Um, Some of his strengths is uh, he's an outstanding cover linebacker, and he thrives in space. Um, A plus I like also is he's terrific in both man and zone coverage. He's making him an ideal linebacker to cover tight ends, running backs, and some of your slot receivers as well. Um, He could work on his run defense a bit from what I watched, um, playing through contact, and he's a bit inconsistent with his assignments, but I feel like he, uh, he'll he be a productive starter in a 4-3 scheme. Um, could be a round two steal, honestly. He's just uh, he's all over the place. I like the guy a lot. He looked good in his pro day as well. Um, so let's go to round three. My last steal and could potentially be a fourth rounder, but I can see him going in the third round. I like Jalen Darden, senior wide receiver out of North Texas. He's 5'9", 170. Um, Darden is dynamic. He's an explosive threat when he has the football in his hands. Um, his body and frame likely will limit it to more of like a complementary role in an offense, especially early on. But uh, his vertical receiving skills and ability to generate yards after contact, I really like. I think he'd benefit from playing in a spread offense that you know spaces the field, minimizes congestion. I feel like he can excel with some screens, bubbles, outbreaking patterns, targets vertically down the field. Um, he's just a burner, man. He's got some speed. Uh, he's also a punt returner, which mm. is very um, 
is what's very, you know, complimentary and what these teams are looking for. It can, he can contribute on special teams, which is, you know, what you want in a middle round guy in the draft. So he's shifty and uh, he's got, you know, great, he's great at making first defenders miss. So I don't think he's a miss in the third round. Um, I'd take a chance on him. I think he could be a steal. So with that being said, I'm going to wrap this up. This is actually my first recording. I haven't stopped and re-recorded and I'm just going with the flow, man. So these are my three guys, my round one steal, Rashad Bateman, my round two steal, Jabril Cox, my round three steal, Jalen Darden, mark him down boys. I think all three of them will have successful careers. Um, and I wish you guys and everyone's team the best in this draft and I can't wait and Looking forward to jumping on this pod again soon, boys. I appreciate the invite, and I'll talk to you soon. Well, Mr. Lolo clearly did his homework. I'm excited. Um, obviously, we got Jabril Cox mocked to uh, the Washington football team in round two, and I've even seen a few mocks that have my Dallas Cowboys taking Jalen Darden. So um, he definitely did his homework. I'm sure you guys heard all that season. Jalen was handicapping games for us, was a winning better in the East, and he will certainly be back on this fall when we start to bet games again. But now we're moving on to round three, guys. We're flying through the draft. And uh, the first pick in round three in the NFC East will come from the Philadelphia Eagles. And with the 70th selection in the 2021 NFL draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select Brevin Jordan out of the U. Miami Hurricanes. That's your squad, B. The U. That's your squad. Uh, Brevin's a, he's a flex tight end. You don't want to line him up. You don't want to have him blocking linebackers and defensive ends. He's kind of a he's thin thick, guy. Though. Is he thick? No, he, he's, he's not thick. He's a little bit short for a tight end, but he's rocked up. He's a rocked up receiver, as uh, Mike Mayock used to say. He's okay. a rocked up receiver. He's a good athlete. Uh, the reason I picked um, to the Eagles is I think he's a good fit to match with Dallas Goddard. They like to run those two tight end sets or – who knows what Nick Sirianni is going to do? Maybe just play rock, paper, scissors for the whole game. I don't know. We'll, they'll figure it out. But no, I do think he's a good fit. He's small for the position. His blocking is a negative. You're going to have to definitely work on that. But I can see him. The, the theme I have for Philadelphia, they're so so hard to mock because I think they're so bad. But if you <laughs> if you can if you can run the ball with Jalen Hurts and play defense. You got to you got to do that for a young quarterback like him. Why not get him two, you know, tight ends, easy targets. Uh I see a lot of like backside uh option releases and stuff like that out of Brevin Jordan get him in space off a of play action where he really thrives. So I think that could be a good pick for the Eagles. Do we know what he ran his 40 in by chance? I would imagine he was in the four, five, four, six range. He's I'm only asking because he cuts and breaks tackles like a running back, and I was just curious if he's going to do some like Y sweeps and shit. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm just curious because he can run the football really well, but he's not the best when it comes to contested catches. Yeah, yards uh, after yards after catch is definitely his thing. They went or, ran a lot of tight end screens at the U. Um, shouts out to the Gantodiakis boys again. Um, this is going to be the only pick coming from the U today. Um, but but I like Brevin Jordan a lot, and um, honestly, it would break my heart to uh, to see him go to Philadelphia. But I think that would be a very good pick by them. And we're moving on in the third round to pick number seventy four. Uh, the Washington Football Team is back on the clock. And with the 74th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Washington football team selects 
Josh Myers, offensive lineman out of the Ohio State University. Milk drinker, bro. Like it. Just straight milk. <laughs> Just <Whole> milk. milk. <laughs> no 2%. No skin. Ain't no oat milk, bro. Ain't no oat milk in there. No, no almond milk neither. <laughs> I, I like Josh Myers. He's He's been playing center for them. He's got a lot of experience at that position. Um, snapping and anchoring against nose tackles a few times. I saw him just completely dominate. I saw that, yep. Yeah. What I like about him, George, for your squad particularly, is I know you need some offensive line depth. We already got you Darisol in the first round. You guys have solid interior offensive linemen, but the only way to make that better is bringing in competition. So you plug in Josh, get him in camp, get him rolling, bring in some competition, and competition brings out the best of them. You might find yourself a starter. Uh, down the road in the third round with Josh Myers. No, I agree with you. Uh, you know, we just franchise tagged uh, Sheriff. Chesh really has been playing well for us. He just got signed. But like you said, we really need depth. Uh, he could run sideline and sideline for zone blocking schemes for, uh, you know, the screens like we talked about. Uh, but I do like Josh Myers a lot out of Ohio State. Just had turf toe surgery, so there is a question mark there. Uh, but I'm looking to see him for healthy for training camp if this, if this were the case. It'd be a good pick for you guys, George. Um, we've already talked about the talent in the Giants' defensive line. The Eagles still have Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham. As much as uh, we like to make a joke of the Dallas Cowboys, they do have Demarcus Lawrence, Randy Gregory, Antoine Woods. So there are some good defensive linemen in this league, um, in this division, I should say, in particular. Um, so that'd be a good value pick for you guys in the third round. And uh, like I said earlier, guys, we're going back to back to back right here. So that was the Giants, excuse me, the Washington football team at 74. And the Dallas Cowboys pick is in at 75. And with the 75th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Dallas Cowboys select Jordan Smith, defensive end out of UAB. This is a raw, talented guy. Raw, very raw. Needs a lot of coaching. But when you watch him and he's on the field and he's firing on all cylinders, the guy's got Ben, he's got get off. And that's really what you need to, to match up against Tank Lawrence and give that good compliment on the other side of the defensive line. I really like the kid. I'm pretty sure he's a transfer out of Florida. Probably got in some trouble. Usually Florida players do. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> but he, he's got to get bigger. He's got to get stronger. So an NFL weight room, an NFL diet where you're getting that good nutrition in you, you put some pounds on this guy and get him some coaching. You take that piece of clay, you mold him into something special. I, I really like Jordan Smith. He's another one of those pass rushers that there are a few in this draft where you give him a couple years and that's when you start to see him pop. Well, I think every team in the NFL could always use pass rushers. The Dallas Cowboys can damn sure use some pass rushers. So I, I would enjoy this pick if if uh, if the Jones family decided to make it, um, even if he's more of a developmental player, just bodies. Uh, people on third down who can rush the quarterback, who can get after Ryan Fitzpatrick, get after Daniel Jones. Get after Jalen Smith. All these quarterbacks in, in, the, in this division can move. So we can get a body on the field who um, can come off the edge and put some pressure on the opposing quarterback. I'm all for it. I like I like Jordan Smith. He has good backside uh, support. Honestly, he's really long. Can rush the passer a little bit. I, I don't know much about the guy. I'll be honest with you. Um, but you know, as you said, Dallas always needs more pass rushers and for just sure. football players in general that can play football by all means. <laughs> yeah, there's not many out there, especially on the defensive <laughs> side of the ball. And the very next pick in the NFL draft will be made in the NFC East, and that is the New York Football Giants. 
And with the 76th pick in the NFL draft, the New York Giants select Spencer Brown, offensive tackle out of Northern Iowa. Only thing I can really say about this guy is he is nasty. He is tough. When I watch a little bit of tape on him, you can tell he's talking shit the whole entire game. Mm-hmm. And I personally, I like that out of an offensive lineman. Pretty good athlete, but he really relies on his his toughness, his aggressiveness to win a lot of his matchups. Uh, the, the level of talent concerns me out of Northern Iowa. But at the end of the day, football is football, man. If you love the sport and you want to get better, it doesn't matter who you play against. When he was at the Senior Bowl this couple months ago, he was – he was one of the offensive linemen who looked most consistent and definitely stood out in one-on-one reps. So big fan of Spencer Brown, the Titans need an offensive tackle. So any tackle that I listed off of this mock draft, believe I've watched tape on them. He's, he's definitely a, he's a nasty dude and he fits that New York Giants style philosophy that, that they're looking for out there. It's fucking six, nine, huh? Jesus. Jesus. That's a, that's a big dude. And um, if there is a weakness on the New York Giants team, it's certainly the offensive line. Um, their first-round pick out of Georgia Thomas last year, he struggled. I'm sure he'll get a lot better this year. Um, but they could use a guy like Spencer Brown. They could use any kind of depth at the O-line because, um, as we talked about, Georgia and our freeze and frenzy, now that they got Saquon coming back, they got Galladay. They got some weapons around Daniel Jones, but they do need to protect the young man because he is turnover prone. So I think Spencer Brown right here is a pretty damn good pick by David Gediman in that front office. And we are going to go to number 82, the Washington football team. And with the 82nd pick in the 2021 NFL draft, the Washington football team selects Amon Ra St. Brown, wide receiver out of USC. Name might sound familiar. He's got a brother who plays at Green Bay named Equinemius St. Brown. So they make the all team for names for sure. Um, <laughs> George, I, I gave you Amon Rob basically because he just fits what you need at the wide receiver position right now. You've got scary Terry. He could take the top off. He's obviously your number one. You went and you signed Curtis Samuel. He's more of the slot type gadget guy. Give him those reverses and around bubble screens. But when you take a Monroe, what he can do is anything you ask him. I've seen him take the jet sweeps. I see him take the quick hitches, smoke routes. I see him take the top off. I see him win contested 50-50 balls, line up in the slot. The guy's just your prototypical University of Southern California wide receiver. He'll do whatever you need him to do. You can line him up at any position and he's going to do all those things above average, if not better definitely fits that wide receiver group. He could be that missing piece for you guys and fits tragic. No, uh, it fits tragic, bro. I, I love how you drop that real quick and walk <laughs> away. Uh, but no, to have a slot guy, to have a utility receiver, I, I love the move, CT. I really do. I don't know much out of Amon Ra, out of USC. Um, he does have a brother in the league, as you know, uh, out of Stanford and Green Bay. There's one out of Stanford, big too. Brother, big brother is on Green Bay with up in Aaron Rodgers. Little brother is in Stanford getting coached up by David Shaw. Gotcha. No, I, I I love the pickup. I think it would be good for Fitz and, uh, you know, good depth in the receiving chart as well. So 
I, like I got to be honest, as, as a Dallas Cowboys fan, even if we do get Patrick Sertan, um, the Giants receiving core frightens me. And this would be another receiving core with uh, with the addition of uh, Curtis Samuel, uh, Terry McLaurin. You've got Logan Thomas, at tight end. You've got a, a running back in J.D. McKissick out of the backfield is pretty much a wide receiver. It'd just be another weapon. Um, so, I mean, the NFC East just keeps getting more dangerous. Antonio Gibson, too, brother. Antonio Gibson. No, uh, respect to the man. And the next pick will be the 84th selection belonging to the Philadelphia Eagles. And with the 84th pick in the 2021 NFL draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select. Trey Sermon running back out of the Ohio State University. If you watch any of the college football playoffs, you saw Trey Sermon just absolutely dominated. He's a big guy downhill runner and just like all those Ohio State running backs in the national championship he did get hurt but you can see him hurtling guys running guys over putting moves on people he gets out in the open field he's got breakaway speed to pull away from those defenders he's average at best as a receiver out of the backfield but again my philosophy with this draft for Philly is run the ball and play defense and make it easier on Jalen Hurts and I think Trey Sermon's definitely could be that kind of running back to complement the Philly offense for sure. This would be a real nice pick for Philly, especially um, late in round three. If you can pair a downhill runner like Trey Sermon with um, the athlete that Miles Sanders is, pretty nice. That would, that'll uh, that, that'll suit Jalen Hurts very well. I believe Trey Sermon um, beat my running back, Ezekiel Elliott's all-time record at The Ohio State University, ran for 300 331 yards. Yep. 331 in a college football game. I mean, he didn't, that doesn't touch what Samaj P. Ryan did at Oklahoma to set the all-time record. But that's pretty impressive in Big Ten football. Um, Trey Sermon, I don't, I don't know if you guys know this, he had uh, when Ohio State mopped the floor with Clemson, and uh, this past uh, college football playoff, uh, Trey Sermon looked at the camera and winked, and uh, he became a famous meme there for uh, for about 24 hours. So I'm a big fan of Trey Sermon, and if uh, Howie Roseman in that front office were to pull off this move, um, I think that that is uh, really nice for the Philadelphia backfield. I like Trey a lot. I'll be honest with you. His pro day, he he, he didn't really shine too much. We're in a four five seven forty. Uh, but the guy, like CT said, he's a football player, man. He's good with pads on. He did, you know may not look good in tights, but he's out there running people over. He can break out. He runs the A B gap very well. I see him up the middle a lot. Uh, I remember uh, distinctly when he was playing against Northwestern. He was just running right through the middle, dude. He was he's an uphill or, or downhill runner. He lowers his shoulder really well. He's two hundred fifteen pounds. The guy can run the football. No, not a nice pickup for Philadelphia if they were to land that. And we're going to finish up this mock draft with the 99th selection. This is actually a compensatory. I had to look that word up. A compensatory pick for my Dallas Cowboys. And with the 99th selection in the 2021 NFL draft, the Dallas Cowboys select. Alem McNeil, defensive tackle out of NC State. Wolfpack! This is a big kid. This is a big kid. When you turn on the tape, you can see he's a he's a big boy. He plays the <laughs> nose tackle. He is He's thick with an ick. He's not thick with three C's. Oh, no. <laughs> thick with an ick. But what's most impressive, what I read about this guy, was he played linebacker and running back in high school. And he was around, I don't know, 285. He got to NC State. And they blew him up to about 320. God damn. Now, at the college level, he was able to rush the passer. The NFL, 
I see him more of just maybe a pocket pusher, but on rundowns, he was agile enough in a phone booth to make the cover up that, that a gap to a gap and really solidify the interior of that, that NC state defense. I think he, North Carolina. Come on and raise up. Take your shirt off. Twist it around. He has been like a helicopter. Shout out to Petey Pablo. I do. I think this is an absolute need for my Dallas Cowboys boys. Um, the interior defensive line. I mean, I mean, you guys heard me go on the rant after the Cleveland Browns ran for over 300 yards on us. After the Baltimore Ravens ran for over 285. We did re-sign Antoine Woods to a one-year veteran minimum today, which we needed to do. Tyrone Crawford retired. We do have Neville Gallimore there. Um, I'm hoping that we bring back Gerald McCoy. Um, he uh, ruptured his Achilles in training camp last year. But whether it's Gerald McCoy or Aylan McNeil, we need bodies on the interior. So if, if we could land Aylan McNeil or any big body um, to rotate on that defensive line, I think that's uh, that's an absolute need for, for my Dallas Cowboys. But we have many needs. And um, I think in these first three rounds, if the Cowboys were to land CT's mock, I'm not going to lie, George, this is a B-plus, A-minus kind of draft for me. I'm very excited at the prospects that I see on this piece of paper sitting in front of me. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I like the mock too. Is actually, I, I appreciate CT because it all fills a role that Washington football team needs, that the Dallas Cowboys need, that the New York Giants need. Um, and what's the other team? Um, the Philadelphia the Eagles. That's right. Rock, paper, scissors, Eagles, bro. Those guys. Um, but no, I, I appreciate it. CT. I really do. I'm looking forward to the draft even more now. I'm going to be looking for these names. I hope everybody's out there listening, uh, starts looking for these names as well. Yeah. For the uh, two people who don't know when the draft is, they might be listening. It is next Thursday, April 29th. You can watch it on ESPN, NFL network, um, a, a number of channels. Um, please tune in. I think some of these picks that CT gave us are actually going to hit, and dude, I think this is going to be a crazy draft, George. I noticed CT did not mock you a quarterback, which um, is jaw dropping because it's the one position that you guys absolutely need. But waiting for that, yeah. For that. But all jokes aside, um, I will be interested to see if you guys put together a package to trade up to get a Trey Lance or a Justin Fields, or if you guys stay pat with the Taylor Heineke's and Ryan Fitzpatrick's of the world. Heineke. This was an absolute pleasure. CT, thank you so much for doing this for us. Your knowledge is is nothing but um, you know, just a, a wealth for us. I appreciate oh, yeah. y'all having me, man. I, it was fun. It's always good to see you guys. And just uh, good luck to everybody's teams out there in the draft. Enjoy it. It's uh, the NFL sells hope, and that's probably why we're doing this podcast episode. Oh, it sells hope. And I am buying that shit like it's Bitcoin right now, boy. So Uh. shouts out to the crypto and shouts out to all of you (laughs) listening right now. We love y'all. NFC East. Food!